Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. I'm Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. So glad you're with me tonight live for Praying for America. I hope you had a great Independence Day celebration. Uh, I certainly did. Uh, certainly were saddened by the shooting that took place uh, outside of Chicago, but but we'll pray. We're going to pray more today for, uh, about that. But tonight, uh, after we do our scripture and we do our, uh, our opening prayer, uh, friends, I want to talk about the Brandon administration being underwater, some new statistics that are just mind-boggling. Uh, uh, you may and may not have seen them all. Uh, I want to talk about a senator who is standing up to the abortion extremism of that same administration. I want to talk about two of the U.S. Senate races where there are some quotes from these candidates that we can use against them, and I want to invite you to do that. Towards the end, I want to take your questions. Feel free to put those questions right there in the comments. And our team here is is, uh, putting them in a place where I can read them. And we'll address some of those questions before we're finished. And then at the end, I want to give you, first of all, some special message for pastors, a new prayer resource, and then an action item where you can help a state, one of the 50 states that really needs your help, in this upcoming August 2nd primary. Tell you what that's all about as well. So a lot of things to cover. Let's go tonight to Jeremiah 31 and uh, starting in verse uh, 15. Thus says the Lord, In Ramah is heard the sound of moaning, of bitter weeping. Rachel mourns her children. She refuses to be consoled because her children are no more. Thus says the Lord, cease your cries of mourning, wipe the tears from your eyes. The sorrow you have shown shall have its reward, says the Lord. They shall return from the enemy's land. There is hope for your future, says the Lord. Your sons shall return to their own borders. Let us pray. Lord God, we are a nation of hope. We are a nation built on hope. We are a nation built on faith. We are a nation whose founders entrusted their undertaking to you, and we entrust this great undertaking to you yet again today, O Lord. This great nation attracts people from all over the earth because it is a shining city on a hill. Despite its flaws, O God, America holds high for the world the beacon of freedom the message of human rights, the lesson of dependence upon you and of self-governance, whereby those in authority govern only by our consent, only by the consent of the governed. We praise you, Lord, for that. And Lord, we know that we are in, even as we celebrate our nation's 246th birthday, and we renew our resolve to make this nation great again, We, Lord, also mourn the shooting that took place on July 4th, and we mourn for the victims, and we pray for their families, and we pray healing upon the injured, Lord, and uh, we just pray that this your spirit, O God, the spirit of peace, the spirit of truth, 
may descend upon all those responsible, especially this, this shooter, and Lord, all others who are engaged in acts of violence that do not make the headlines, that are, are, are just in the ears of so many people, just numbers and statistics, but that represent each and every one of them a real tragedy. Lord, we pray that the Spirit that you have sent forth upon the earth to renew the face of the earth may reach these people who are inclined to violence and may change their hearts. Lord God, we know that the solution to these tragedies is not the removal of guns, but the removal of sin. Is not the, 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 uh, the confiscation of firearms, but rather the transformation of our hearts. That not that our guns would be taken away, but that our hard hearts would be taken away and replaced with hearts of flesh with hearts filled with your Spirit. Lord God, every person on this land needs that Spirit. And we, the body of Christ, pray the outpouring of that Spirit right here, right now, without exception. Lord God, that is the path towards solving this horrible evil. And we ask you, we ask you, Lord, to grant this prayer that all of us together make in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So, the Brandon administration, boy, friends, uh, it's really doing bad. Um, let's just, you know, I was looking at this these survey numbers. Underwater, when it comes to a job approval of a president, is uh, when the... Um, the, the uh, uh, the the approval numbers are below the disapproval numbers. Okay, that's when uh, somebody is underwater. Well, Brandon is underwater in 48 states. I wonder if you can guess which ones are the ones that he's not underwater. In other words, where his approval numbers are higher than his disapproval numbers. We got to send a bunch of therapists into those states, I believe. But guess, I'm going to give you a little time to try to guess or you could put it in the comments. Let's see who gets it right. What are the two states out of all 50 states where Brandon is not underwater? Is this, well, one thing is for sure. Those have got to be very strange places, okay? Very, uh, something is either in the air or in the water, or there's some kind of cloud over those places that makes people think upside down and inside out. Because I saw another strong statistic the other day, I'm sure many of you did too. It's now up to 88% of Americans that believe the country is going in the wrong direction. Uh, not too long ago, we were talking about this and we were saying it was around 70, 73, 75%. That's incredibly high, but 88%? thinking that the country is on the wrong track. The right track, wrong track uh, statistics are, of course, a big measure of what's going to happen in the elections. So this is going to be, I mean, talk about a red wave. Uh, with numbers like that, we're going to have a red tsunami. So the lowest approval states for Biden, Wyoming, of course, you can imagine, 16% approve. 16%. North Dakota, 17. West Virginia, 17. 
Kentucky, 19. And then those at 20, 20% approval rating. Tennessee, Utah, Idaho, Oklahoma. And then Arkansas and Missouri are at 21 and 22, uh, respectively. Well, so where is the guy doing somewhat better? Where is he doing somewhat better? Um, I'm going to skip the two states here where his approval is actually a little bit higher than his disapproval. Again, I want to have you guess what those are. But then, what's his approval rating? Again, in all these states I'm about to mention, the disapproval is higher. But his approval, the best he's doing, Massachusetts 40, the state of Washington 38. They need a lot of help up there. California 37, Maryland 37, Illinois 36, New York, my home state, 36. Again, a lot of repentance is needed there. And uh, the battleground states. Let's look at the battleground states. Arizona, 26. Georgia, 26. Florida, here where I live, 29. Nice 59% disapproval in Florida. Michigan, 32. Nevada, 29. North Carolina, 30. Ohio, 26. Pennsylvania, 31. Wisconsin, 33. This is, boy, oh boy, if I was one of his supporters, I'd be pretty pretty upset by these numbers. The aggregate approval rating for Biden is 30. I think when we say this, we ought to put on, all of you have your hats. Put on your hats. Okay, I got the one that says ultra MAGA. You know, he gave us that saying. So I think when we're talking about him, we got to, we'll we'll, uh, uh, honor the ultra MAGA label here. Aggregate approval rating of 30%, the lowest number since the beginning of his administration in January of 2021, the lowest. And by as of Monday, the disapproval rate was the highest of his administration so far, 58%. That's the aggregate. Okay, you're ready to hear the two states, the only two states where his approval number is higher than his disapproval number. Let's see if anybody guessed it. Hawaii. Come on, folks. You got such a beautiful geography out there. Why do you have to have such a stinking uh, 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 record here of of saying how how Biden is doing? Oh, come on. 45% approved, 42% disapproved. Well, you see, it isn't even that much of a difference. But Hawaii is one of the only two states where his um, he's not underwater. And then go all the way to the, about as far as you can go to the other end of the country, Vermont. Vermont, you know, I know there's a lot of great people up there. I know a lot of them, but you got a problem up there as well. 44% approving. 38% disapproving. Okay, so I just wanted to spend a little bit of time on that. Secondly, a senator standing up to the extremism of this administration. And I'm talking about one of our Florida senators. we got two great senators uh, here in Florida. As you know, Marco Rubio, who's up for re-election, and um, Senator Rick Scott. And uh, listen, Rubio wrote a letter to the Office of Personnel Management. The director is Kiran Ahuja. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that uh, correct. But regarding the administration's potential violation of federal law when it comes to funding abortion, 
there's the Hyde Amendment is still in place reluctantly because the Democrat platform says they want to get rid of it. That's an amendment that has been in, in place for over four decades, and it protects your tax money and mine from uh, funding abortion uh, in many instances, okay, through the Medicaid program. There's a lot of different streams of abortion funding. So money is going into uh, the abortion industry from our, from our tax dollars. But the Hyde Amendment preserves an awful lot of that money from going in and has saved over these last four decades when it has enjoyed bipartisan support until now. Uh, it has saved two and a half million lives Okay, so why is Senator Rubio writing this letter? Well, because the uh, the administration is really upset about the Dobbs case, where the Supreme Court has now reversed Roe versus Wade and said that our federal constitution does not provide a, a, a right to abortion. And uh, so the administration comes along and says, "Well, you know, we're going to um, uh, give her. We're going to do everything we can." to protect the so-called right to choose, which is nothing other than the right to kill babies. And they said they're going to um, look at uh, providing sick leave to federal employees for traveling to states where abortion will be legal, because now in a lot of states it's not, and we're going to give you tomorrow night uh, a little bit more of an update on what states are doing what's changing by the hour, even for a, someone like me who does this full time. It's hard to keep up on all the uh, progress, but this is great because day by day, hour by hour, the protections for these babies are increasing in America. But the, the administration, all they can think about is, oh, well, let's, if someone wants to kill their baby, let's give them uh, sick leave to go off to another state to get this uh, quote unquote medical care. Let me uh, read what Senator Rubio wrote to the uh, Office of Personnel Management. Dear Director Ahuja, I write with concern. Regarding the Office of Personnel Management's recently released Frequently Asked Questions document titled Availability of Sick Leave for Travel to Access Medical Care. Shortly after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, President Biden made it clear that if any state or local official, high or low, tries to interfere with a woman's exercising her basic right to travel for abortion, I will do everything in my power to fight that deeply un-American attack. End of quote. Following this statement, OPM released clarifying guidance, which provides sick leave to federal employees and their families to travel to receive medical examination or treatment. Your newly released FAQ explicitly notes that an employee may find it necessary to travel longer distances, including out of state, to obtain medical care. And in such instances, sick leave may be used to cover necessary travel time. It is obvious, given the timing of the announcement, that the purpose of the OPM guidance is to facilitate federal employees traveling out of state to obtain an abortion. It is noticeable that nowhere in the guidance is the phrase abortion used. One is left to believe it's intentionally omitted by lawyers in the executive branch to circumvent congressionally mandated hide protections which bars federal funds from being used to pay for most abortions. The Biden administration's actions and statements over the last several days are focused on undermining pro-life states, and they are now even willing to violate longstanding federal law, prohibiting the use of taxpayer monies to fund abortions or abortion services. The federal government has no business promoting the killing of unborn children. I demand 
that the agency clarify that the federal government will not provide sick leave for travel related to abortion services. Thank you, Senator Rubio, for doing that. Good job. We all have to speak up uh, about this because we're going to see, well, you know, friends, we're, we're, the other side is desperate, and we're going to see more and more desperate uh, actions like this. And they really don't care. You know, if you don't care about pulling a baby apart alive while they're in the womb, you're not going to care about observing uh, f- uh, any kind of federal laws. Okay. So I want to talk here about, and as I mentioned, I'm going to give you an important action item before we finish tonight, as well as a special message uh, for pastors and a new prayer resource for you. So stick with us. Uh, thank you for those that are just joining us now. I'm Father Frank Pavone, Director of Priests for Life, and and uh, we're always glad to be bringing you this Praying for America program. So we've got some important Senate races going on. You know it full well. And uh, J.D. Vance out there in Ohio is going to do great. And uh, he's running against uh, Tim Ryan. I'm still trying to figure out what planet Tim is from. But he um, made some statements uh, about, uh, well, you know, apparently he doesn't see any limit for abortion. And uh, it's like, Mr. Ryan, eighth month of pregnancy, maybe? Healthy baby carried by a healthy mother, you think maybe, maybe the state ought to be able to say, hold on. You've had eight months to consider what you're going to do. Hold on. Now that baby can easily survive when born. Not that that takes that, 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 not that the right to life depends on that. It doesn't. We're for the protection of every baby, but most Americans, even those that are pro-choice, they're going to say, we don't, we don't, we don't support unlimited abortion, but the Democrat party does. And these guys are, 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 are see, yeah, you ask Tim Ryan, any limits at all? Any limits at all? Eighth month, ninth month, day of birth, due date, due date. She gets up that morning and says, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm not going to have this child. Tim Ryan, should there be a law saying that she can't kill that baby on the due date? Ask him. Ask him. Especially those of you that are in Ohio. Ask him. He's not going to say yes. He's going to say, oh, it's not up to us, not up to us. Woman has to decide. I I mean, this is just outrageous. How about those of you in Pennsylvania? You know who's saying the same thing? Of course, we have a great candidate there endorsed by President Trump, Dr. Oz. We wish him the best in that race. We're going to be more than wishing. We're going to work for uh, getting that Senate seat. And uh, But John Fetterman, who's uh, running against him, again, Democrat, Oh, abortion. Any limits, John? Any limits? You want to talk about any limits? Due date. How about due date abortions? Pass a law. Would you vote for a law that says that due date abortions are not allowed? That's all. Just, just focus on one day. He won't say it. These guys have never, have never seen an abortion they don't like. It's absolutely horrendous. So we got to make this known. You know... Please tell me, there's uh, one of these many surveys here, how, whether you disagree or agree with this statement. America should allow abortion at any time, on demand, and without apology. 61% of respondents in this particular poll, NRSC polling recently, either strongly, most of them strongly, disagree with that or somewhat disagree with it. And no matter which way you slice it, no matter what poll is taken, no matter what segment of the population, 
uh, the American people have never gone for unrestricted abortion. So what planet these guys like Fetterman and Tim Ryan are living on, I don't know. I, I guess like most of you, I've studied, uh, you know, the planets in the solar system. And um, yeah, I just I just can't figure out which one they're from. Listen, friends, I want to uh, let me see what kind of questions we've got. I know you're leaving prayer intentions, which we always uh, appreciate because as we pray, we want to pray for America. That includes praying for you and your families. So leave your prayer intentions, even if we don't mention them. We at Preach for Life are remembering them uh, each and every uh, day. Paul is uh, asking a good question. He says, where are all the Brandon voters? They're pretty quiet. They're invisible. They're hiding behind January 6th and their fake or mock investigation. You know, Paul, I'm glad you said that because I was going to say something about you know, this whole January 6th thing, look, we all know what this is about, right, friends? They want to make it more difficult for President Trump to be the Republican nominee for president once again. Well, I'll tell you right now, I believe the Republican nominee for president in 2024 will precisely be President Trump. And I think many of you believe that, too. He's clearly the, 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 the most popular, the front runner. He's clearly got it if he wants it. And I think he certainly does. I think he certainly will. But he'll make his announcement at his present time like he's doing. We're focusing on the midterms. Let's get the victories. Let's get the House back. Let's get the Senate back. And then we'll get the White House back. But you're right, Paul. I mean, where are all these people? And I was going to say, you know, given those numbers we were looking at before, the incredibly low aggregate 30% disapproval, uh, 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 rather 30% approval rating for, for, for Biden, and uh, given the 88% Americans think we're on the wrong track, I think about those voters because some of them, you know, when we did, we did extensive mailings in the, in the 2020 uh, campaign. And, and, and I had some smart Alex writing to me saying, oh, well, I can't wait until, you know, the Democrats uh, uh, win and, and get this country back on the right track. I'm going to write back to those people. And I'm going to ask them. So do you have any, do you have the slightest regret, the slightest remorse? Are you awakened? I know that many of them do, to their credit. Many of them are even expressing it. Good for them. There is hope. But as you know, and I'm sure you know some of them, all of you out there, some of these people just can't seem to see. They can't, rec they can't recognize great leadership when it's right in front of them. In Donald Trump, they can't recognize disaster when it's right in front of them. It's really, uh, it's really sad. Uh, let's see. That I think that we have a state legislator here. Uh, God bless you, Walt. Uh, let me read Walt's comment. Is it any coincidence the Department of Justice is now using taxpayer dollars to sue Arizona because of a bill that I co-sponsored that um, uh, requires proof of citizenship? Walt, thank you. Thank you for your your service in the government, uh, for being a representative. Thank you for uh, uh, what you're doing, what you're saying. And thanks for taking the time to, uh, to watch me uh, tonight and to be with all of us that are, that are here. Uh, we, need, we need more people just like you. Uh, in the uh, state houses all across uh, all across the country, uh, and I love Arizona. I, my, my travels of Preach for Life. I've been out there, uh, and 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 we just uh, we just uh, re-aired. Uh, I know that uh, early voting uh, begins uh, in in Arizona uh, pretty soon, and uh, we just had um, 
Carrie Lake, uh, Carrie Lake's interview uh, aired on our network once again, uh, just last night. And uh, I was so grateful to her for doing that. Well, I told you that I have a special, I have a special word for pastors. The time here is going so fast. And I have a special word to uh, about a new a prayer resource that you may or may not be aware of. And But let me give you a, key, a an important action item, friends. Those of you who are in Kansas or who know people in the state of Kansas, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, July 12th, is the conclusion of voter registration for the primary. So anyone you know in Kansas, remind them to check their voter registration, get registered if they're not. And then early voting begins the very next day for their primary election, which is going to be August 2nd. Now, why am I pointing that out? Because they're going to have a pro-life ballot initiative regarding their state constitution. And this is going to be the first uh, statewide vote uh, set before the people subsequent now to this overturning of Roe v. Wade. What Kansas is facing is an initiative to amend their constitution. It's called Value Them Both. It's an amendment we want people to vote yes on because it says that the state constitution, contrary to what uh, uh, the, to a court decision that they have had in, in Kansas, contrary to that, uh, this is an amendment that would say that the state constitution does not give a right to abortion. Now, a number of other states have put such amendments already in, such wording into their constitutions, uh, does not guarantee a right to abortion, okay? And secondly, that it does not require citizens to pay for abortion. That is a worthy amendment to say yes to. It's called value them both. It's on the Kansas ballot. Voter registration closes for the primaries this Tuesday Early voting for this uh, primary begins right after that. Friends, contact those in Kansas and those of you that are watching now. God bless you. We're going to be working right hand in hand with you to get this thing passed. Pastors, my friend Gary Bauer sent out an email the other day reminding us of the story of Pastor Muhlenberg. You all have heard this Pastor Muhlenberg story. John Peter Gabriel Muhlenberg, a lesser-known hero of the War for Independence, was a pastor, a member of the Virginia House of Burgesses, and in 1775 he preached a sermon on Ecclesiastes 3.1. For everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. And he concluded the sermon by saying, in the language of holy writ, there is a time for all things. There is a time to preach and a time to fight. And now is the time to fight. And then he removed his clerical robes and revealed to the congregation that he was dressed in the uniform of a Continental Army officer. And he went forward to fight and many in his congregation joined him. And that is a key example Example for us, even if we're not in military service, we are all called to fight at this point in time as believers who are intent on saving America from forces, friends, that are deliberately trying to destroy it. But we can rescue the country. It's gotten pretty bad. But the fact that so many people, as we've been commenting, are aware that it's very bad should give us hope that we can turn it around, because we definitely can. Finally, uh, and I want to say this uh, prayer, 
This is a book I wrote called Pro-Life Reflections for Every Day, and I'd like all of you to have a copy. We've got a nice, healthy audience uh, tonight. And uh, Pro-Life Reflections for Every Day contains, uh, for each day of the year, a scripture, a little reflection, and then a little prayer. And you can get it at ProLifeReflectionsForEveryDay.com. And I want to read one of these little reflections to give you a flavor of what it's like. We read in Isaiah 49, verse 1, Before I was born, the Lord called me. Reflection. When someone is pregnant, she is not expecting a child. She already has one. She is not going to be a mother. She already is. The baby is not on the way. The baby has already arrived. If we're going to change the way society treats unborn children, we have to change the way society talks about them. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for my brothers and sisters now alive in their mother's wombs. May we all speak and act in a way that recognizes that they are already among us. Amen. So, ProLifeReflectionsForEveryDay.com. Many of you, uh, I know, have this book. Uh, I'm sure for many of you it's, it's new. I want to invite you to, uh, to order it and use it each day. Let's sum up all our prayers and praises, keeping in mind, again, the sad shooting that took place on our, on our national birthday and all the victims. Uh, but again, so many shootings that we're, they're not in the headlines. Is, why not? Every life is equally valuable. Every act of violence is tragic. We pray for everybody who's suffering in any way. We pray for your intentions, friends. We pray for America. And let's use the words Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be with me. I can't thank Right Side Broadcasting enough for partnering uh, on this broadcast. Uh, all of you at, at Getter, we say, are so grateful for Getter uh, doing live broadcasting and all the other platforms that we're on. I'm at FR Frank Pavone on social media. Please connect with me today, FR Frank Pavone. And Right Side Broadcasting is at RSV Network. I'm on Truth Social. I hope all of you are too giving President Trump's platform real solid growth and strength. Truth Social, find me there at FR Frank Pavone. And God bless you all and your families. Uh, let's continue celebrating our nation's independence uh, 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 this whole week and uh, indeed in spirit all through the year. Let us be ultra MAGA. Let us make America great again. Let us save America and let us support and pray for one another. Join me again tomorrow night live, 8 p.m. Eastern, and we'll have a lot more to talk about and a lot more to pray about. God bless you all, friends. Thanks for joining me. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.